Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining me here at the Soma Mama podcast. This is Courtney speaking with you today. And it's been a little while since a solo episode. I know just at the beginning of October, I launched season two of Soma Mama, in which I had my lovely friend Kat join us to talk about all things travel and spirituality and self discovery. So I encourage you to give that a listen if you haven't already. Um, I also by no means want to apologize. In fact, I'm going to just instead replace that word with humanize the technical experience of podcasting as I am quite candidly an amateur. Um, so I I am here for the, the glitches and um, releasing to you a, in raw form uh, our recorded episode that is unedited, totally unhinged. <laughs> um, so thank you for your uh, humanization and receiving the podcast in all of its quirks and sometimes imperfections because that is what makes it perfect. Um, I would like to talk to you today about microdosing mushrooms. So we'll see this episode will probably be around 20-25 minutes just short and sweet and it is something that I have been exploring in my personal life lately. So I want to just give you real raw thoughts, experiences, and open up an avenue for questions. Shall you have them after you listen to this podcast? So I'm not a huge history bluff. I'm not going to really go into the the history of psychedelics and mental health, Um, but there are some really cool resources, and I will make sure to pop those in the show notes as well. Um, so there is a really neat documentary called How to Change Your Mind um, on Netflix right now. Um, so give that a watch. And there's also a sh- movie called Fantastic Fungi. Um, and I might have a couple more books that I could pop in as resources as well if you want to explore this work as there are people who have dedicated their life simply to mycology, the study of mushrooms, and there definitely is philosophy that like fungi exists to heal this world literally from ground up, which is incredible. Now, I do want to address a couple things as there are for folks who aren't at all interested in um, substance that will alter their innate state of being. There can be a little bit of mm, resistance to even talking about mushrooms or psychedelics or other substances such as marijuana or even alcohol, um, ecstasy, LSD, like, I mean, all all the street drugs too. Um, but for the purpose of, purpose of today, I'm here to talk to you about the natural healing components in mushrooms. And the simplest way I can break that down is that we as humans are living, breathing, sentient beings and that which surrounds us, which is nature, um, and other living beings such as animals, insects, birds, etc. Um, 
are also living beings. And we feel a certain a sense of wholeness and completeness when we are surrounded by other living things <laughs> and beings. So that could be other humans, that could be animals, that could be nature. It gives us a sense of uh, harmony um, in, in oftentimes feeling more alive. Um, and for those of you who do like to hike or trek, um, you might resonate with that feeling of hiking to the top of a mountain or a peak and feeling so small and almost insignificant that it actually validates your sense of being and your sense of living even more. Similarly, on an airplane, that omniscient point of view when you look down, or for those of you who like to scuba dive or snorkel, like the wondrous nature of the sea and how vast it is and truly unknown. Um, and that's what mushrooms and fungi offer to us as well. Both from a nutritious standpoint, edible mushrooms that we eat in everyday diet, and our friends that we like to call magic mushrooms <laughs> that offer, offer us, in my biased perspective, a connection to source outside of ourself. Um, and of course, there's a range of what are often um, referred to as trips um, when you are taking a psychedelic. And again, for the purpose of today, I'm solely talking to you about microdosing mushrooms, which is just the teeniest amount. Um, you can absolutely function in everyday society microdosing mushrooms. No one would ever know unless you told them. You can drive a car, you can do your work, etc. Um, and for many people who have struggled with depression, anxiety, and also finding a sense of purpose in this world, Mushrooms have offered them tremendous relief and an invitation to um, invite in a deeper sense of gratitude for the living world, both within and outside of us. So I'm going to talk about my journey because that's what I know. <laughs> um, and it's been so fascinating to me. So... Taking it back a little bit, I was someone growing up, I grew up with an alcoholic father, so I had this deeply embedded fear that if I took one sip of alcohol, I would become an alcoholic. So I did not drink a sip of alcohol in high school. I, I believe I tried like a taste of champagne and I never liked the taste. I was like, why would I drink alcohol when I can drink lemonade and water? Um, and so I just was never interested. I also had a deep-rooted fear um, that uh, of like losing control, um, which for other psycho, biopsychosocial reasons in my upbringing makes a lot of sense. But um, I didn't like to be out of control. Um, so I resisted partaking in any substance. Um, uh, really, that would alter my innate state. And there's a degree of that that, that stays very true in my adulthood. Um, I, I do like things that are natural, that are not synthetic. Um, and that's in all facets of my life. What I eat, the 
aesthetic that makes me feel comfortable, um, the environments, the, the people. Um, and so I didn't get curious about mushrooms until my early 20s. And I was, yeah, I remember I was 24. Um, I was definitely exploring kind of different depths of myself, um, exploring like what sexuality meant to me, exploring my emotions, exploring some, some disheveled trauma, um, that had happened in my life. And, um, I had an invitation to, to try out mushrooms. And for the first time I didn't, I had more curiosity than fear, Um, and the cool thing about mushrooms is like, you always have agency to, to take however much you want to take. So maybe you just take, take one cap, maybe you take one stem, um, maybe you take two and you know, but I will say the most important thing if you're headed in for like a large trip is to, um, one, I would say be in nature, like be in a safe place, obviously, but like surround yourself by with the earth elements because it makes the experience that much more um just like beautiful and miraculous and then two surround yourself with loving and safe people um doing a a mushroom trip on your own could in many ways feel scary um and also in other ways could feel very wonderful so just know that that trips um can be very varied and um similar to to people who smoke weed or ingest edibles some people for some it relaxes them right away and makes them want to go to bed and for others it makes their heart palpate and brings about more anxiety um which is actually typically how weed impacts me so um that tends to not be my substance of choice Um, whereas with mushrooms, I feel very much more connected to life outside of myself, which feels very, it feels like a big comfy hug. Um, so anyway, I had, had a couple trip experiences in my early twenties. They were all wonderful. They weren't like, they didn't last super duper long. Um, I was, I was around supportive friends and, um, you know, to some degree that's like, a rite of passage in your 20s. You, you explore yourself <laughs> and others. Um, and microdosing didn't really, like I had a friend who kind of introduced me to the concept and I was like, yeah, you know, I've taken mushrooms a couple times. That sounds interesting to me. But it wasn't actually until just recently, so around age 28, um, where I, and I'm halfway through my grad program in social work and, and like gearing up towards becoming, becoming a trauma-informed um, somatic psychotherapist. And, um, I was like, man, I want to look into how psychedelics impact mental health. And this research has been happening for decades. And you will learn more about that if you watch how to change your mind, or if you have already watched how to change your mind, a little docu-series on Netflix. Um, so obviously this research was happening in as early as the 60s and 70s and then there was a ban put put to psychedelic research for a while um so it stopped happening and and of course in more recent decades it's happened again and Johns Hopkins is a lot of research with um, psychedelics and depression psychedelics and anxiety psychedelics and eating disorders psychedelics and OCD like the research is very abundant so I encourage you also to check out their their website 
Um, I will pop it in the notes, show notes as well. Um, and yes, and then of course there's, we can shift our lens to different cultures who um, use plant medicine as like also a legitimate rite of passage into be it adulthood or um, a greater sense of spiritual self. It's always done in loving community um, communities. And for example, the Native American population, peyote, is um, is what they use. It is a uh, cactus and they, they, it's, that is peyote. It is the origin of the medicine. Um, this is talked about in How to Change Your Mind as there is a deep respect um, for peyote in Native American culture and just leaving it there and letting it be there and not poaching peyote, which is what folks do um, and yeah, not using it in a, like a insulting or, um, disrespectful regard. Um, so in fact, um, yeah, there are many who say I don't need to do peyote. That's not like, it, it's not a part of my culture and I'll leave it to, to those who really, truly, um, value peyote. So in their, in their culture. Um, and that was a little bit of a tangent, but let's get back to microdosing. So, um, I had been listening to a podcast of a friend and, um, the person she was interviewing had shared that postpartum, she started microdosing and after she was done breastfeeding, of course, and I was like, man, that's kind of where I'm at in my life. It definitely perked my ears, my interests. Um, and so I'd reach out to her after listening to the podcast to ask, you know, how are you sourcing your shrooms ethically? And um, so please do reach out if you're interested. Um, there is um, a very ethical and reliable resource that actually puts different, stra- different types of fungi, different types of shrooms into encapsulated pills um, and they also do ceremonial chocolates and and honeys and things like that um so if you're interested please reach out to me um so i decided to try out a few different ones um to start and um with a micro there's tip there's different types of microdosing schedule so um frequently one will suggest um take microdose one day, take a day off, microdose one day, take a day off, or take a microdose for five days straight, take two days off, Um, because your system can get used to a certain um, potency of mushroom, and so you just want to take little breaks here and there. Um, By no means is there a sense of like dependency, as there can be in like prescription drugs. and so I just started dabbling. I was like, I trust myself. I trust this resource and, um, I trust nature. <laughs> so that's all, that's all I need. And we'll see what happens. And it's recommended to journal throughout your experience. Um, which admittedly I didn't do, but I was like, I'm very mindful and intentional and self-aware. So I kind of had this mental docket of like, okay, what, what, what feels different today? Um, and, and actually, in many ways, I noticed this like yearning. And again, it didn't come from a place of reliance or addiction, but yearning for the days that I microdosed because it just allowed me to feel 
um, a heightened sense of aliveness and joy and gratitude in a way that I hadn't really experienced. Um, and that felt really, really exciting to me. Um, so I, of, of the three different types of, of shroom strains I tried, I then chose, I got a, a bottle of one type of strain, um, and it'll send like 60 capsules, I think. So that'll take, give you, you know, take you through a couple months. Um, and yeah, I have just felt really, really wonderful. Um, I, and thus I, it has, um, evoked more, uh, self interest and research in the psychedelic mental health space. Um, so I recently come across the synthesis in- Institute that's doing really cool work, excuse me, um, around psychedelic assisted therapy, training practitioners already in the field of mental health to, um, offer to be, offer psychedelics in a knowledgeable, trustworthy, reliable fashion to their clients. Um, and for example, like part of Johns Hopkins, switching gears a little bit, uh, research, they have psychedelic assisted therapists who will be there throughout your entire experience. Um, and this could be hours, it might be eight hours or so. Um, and they're with you, beside you, um, just holding you in, in your experience and allowing you to be who you are and allowing to surface what will surface without judgment. Um, and something like that really, really interests me as it just feels so human and so connected and um, very love-based, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, what else? The really cool thing about shrooms and nature in general is rarely does it give you any side effects. So there's nothing like that you need to worry about. Um, and yeah, I recommend this type of medicine to many people. And I have friends who are far more knowledgeable than I am. I, I also have listened to several podcasts of different practitioners such as licensed marriage and family therapists, licensed counselors, licensed social workers who have been using shrooms for decades in their practice with, with trusted clients. Um, I also know, and this isn't something I know a lot about, so I'm not going to expand on it, but there's, there's been research in ketamine and, um, mental health and like chronic clinical depression. Um, and it's just, I want to bring gratitude to the sense that this research can happen in our world today amidst all of the structures and, and bureaucracies and laws. And because really when we break it down, it's like, dude, like humans are the only things that have created all of that, right? And I experience a lot of joy when we come back to appreciation of nature not exploitation of nature but appreciation of nature and its abundance and all that it does for us as the human species we are takers I will absolutely name that like we are a genius species we've created so much but we also have greed instilled in us and 
and the lust and longing for more things. Um, and so we, we do tap into a lot of different resources and oftentimes without um, a sense of deep, deep appreciation and gratitude. Um, so in saying that, I, I just want to extend a warm, energetic hug to pa- Pachamama, Mother Earth, who holds us so dearly and is so selflessly, um, and knowing all the ways we have treated her over the last couple hundred years, especially. Um, yeah feeling a sense of of a little twinge of sorrow as I name that, um, as our behavior towards Mother Earth has has not always been so kind um, and in many ways continues to be so. Um, So there we are. We're at 20 minutes. I'm going to cap it at that today. Um, but this is all to just get the conversation about microdosing and mental health going. So if you have any more detailed questions, please reach out to me, Courtney at soul to soul wellness, LLC. I'm on Instagram. You can also find me on my website at soul to soul wellness.com. I'm happy to answer any questions and have a wonderfully magical rest of your day. All right. Talk soon.